special guest today. It's my son, James. He's going to be talking about school, schooling, what his idea is for what permaculture life school should be. And I, just talk, I talk a little bit about how I believe that this school really should be the community school, really should be the student school, because it's their place of growth. And we're just facilitators, not so much teachers. All right, here we go. What do you want a school to be like? I want it to be fun and exciting. But the reason why, like schools, they don't have any fun. They don't want the kids have fun. They don't have any choice. So true. So what what would what, what choices would you want to be able to make? If I could play all day and not do homework half the time, or most of the time. And by play, do you mean like, what do you mean by play? Well, play, play playing with kids and play, playing with tools and making stuff, making slingshots, bow and arrows, arrows, making knives, learning the parts of stuff, building stuff, building shelters, doing shelter halves and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, we were talking about getting like a zip line in the future, not immediately, but. What? You know. <laughs> but, but I mean, I want it to be an adventure. I want it to be fun. I want people, the kids, to be able to get their release, you know? Because, I mean, how physical do you feel all day? A lot physical, but I can't play down here. It's so dang hot. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that's the hope is that we could create shade structures. And, you know, regardless, we can go out and be active. And that's where the school opens up or, you know, at 9 while it's so cool out. And we could maybe go to a creek or something and swim. That's a great idea. I think that there's a lot of local areas and trails and, and, and water and stuff like that that we can go do. We can go maybe to, like, a lake or something nearby. Yeah, and we could probably, we could probably um, buy a few boats and kayaks. Mm -hmm. And we could all, like, take turns and, like, shift and, like, have, like... Groups that are doing fishing, groups that are doing kayaking, <clears throat> and we just like can trade. Yeah, whenever we want. You don't mm -hmm. have to like do it like, okay, you're gonna do this group first and then that, that. But how uh, ridiculous would it be to like grade someone on having fun? I know that that that's what they kind of did like at my school <laughs> when they had like a marathon. Well, what they did is they put these, like, tags on you, like, pins. And what you do, you had a number. And then who ran the slowest had, like, a grade or something. Uh, like, you had a grade, like, how fast and physical. So it made a, it made a focus on failure. Yeah, mm -hmm. I don't want to focus on failure. I don't want to focus. I want to focus on play. Because only when we, like, play with things, like learning an instrument. Like, how did you teach yourself drums? Kind of you. But how? I mean, how did I do that? I didn't. I don't know how to play drums. Actually, you're better than me at drums, right? Yeah, but you. I wouldn't like taught myself the drums if you were there. Oh right, right, right. So I facilitated you learning drums, like me being there, playing my bass, and joining you in that exploration allowed you to just feel like you could learn. Mm -hmm. Well, you certainly taught yourself how to play. I don't um, know how I taught myself how to, I just played. 
You know, how did you learn how did you learn how to speak our language? How did you learn English? I don't know. Huh. It's interesting. I think fluency often comes from um, adaptation that is uh, all-encompassing. Yeah. Well, I just copy you guys, kind of. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. You just copy and then meaning comes later. Yeah, I just did it. You just did it. Yeah. I didn't go to any like, speaking schools. <laughs> you didn't tell me what to do. Yeah, I know, I know. Uh, well, that's you, the whole point. Yeah. You didn't, like, teach me how to talk. I just practiced. You did say, no, it's not, not, not like, well, what if, because my name is James, <laughs> and then what if they call me Jane? And, and, and you explain it to me, and then I say James. That's what kind of happened a lot. Huh. I think. Okay. Well, like with Oliver, with um names. Remember, well, remember he he says, "Oh yeah," when he says "ever," mm-hmm. he says "never." Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I think that that may be the way we learn is we grasp part of it. We grasp what we is familiar, and then we later on make it more detailed. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's how you learn. That's really astute that you came up with that. So you're going to turn nine in September, our first month of school. What would you want, like, our school's, like, way to celebrate, like, birthdays to be? Not no. I thought maybe, like, at, at the end of the school day, we would throw a party. So, like, when all the parents came to pick them up, all the parents could be there, too. They could bring their friends, and then everyone could come, because it wouldn't be, like, officially the school day. Right. I don't know. Just an idea. <clears throat> Maybe so, for the birthday, we go all on a like a bike riding trail. Like a yeah, big bike. Yeah, I like ride. the idea of us having bikes and being able to I go bike I love bike riding. I also like the idea of having a van that we all can get into, or having a team of parents who are just going to drive, and then we all have our team <laughs> and we go places. Yeah. Like the Heirloom Expo. That's going to be week two. Oh, yeah. Heirloom Expo. Let's yeah. go to Heirloom Expo every time. Yeah. Well, actually, Jubilee. I'm going to be speaking at the Heirloom Expo this year. Awesome. And we're going to have a vendor's booth there. And I think I might even have a little part of it about the school. I don't know. I have to ask about that. But, yeah, it's all happening. So, Oliver, what's your favorite part about the school? Uh, TP. The TP? That's your favorite part? Well, we're definitely going to get it. We're definitely getting the teepee. We're getting one that's um, 22 feet wide, and it's going to be where we watch um, movies, and where we give presentations, and where we tell stories. And lectures. And and maybe where we cook and do art. Uh, We have to just kind of lay out the floor plan um, once we acquire things one by one. And we're also going to get a Lotus Bell tent, you know, that crazy tent. Oh, yeah, those crazy tents. There's even, like, one small but to, like, just fit a motorcycle. They got all kinds of sizes. Yeah, we're going to get the biggest one possible, though. We're going to get one that um, can fit, like, most of the class in, or maybe all of the class in, so that we can uh, do have an art tent and a music tent. Oh, yeah, music. 
Yeah, well, that's that's important. I think I think we should have guitars and hand drums. And maybe I I could fi- fix up my drum set. All I have to do is make a ha- have a new hi hat. Well, you tend to hit the drums so hard, harder than most high school students that I'm concerned that if you if you played in that field. Any animals that potentially could have visited would never visit. And then the neighbors also might have an issue. I don't know. <clears throat> and the other, you know, the, the other classes are going at the skill center. So when we do music, it has to be this far away thing that's pleasant and quieter. Like acoustic and hand drum related. I think we could have percussion stuff. We could have, like, like xylophones and, like, you know, maybe an upright piano. That'd be super fun. Oh, uh, yeah, pianos. And maybe we could have, like, a violin. Yeah. I love violin. Maybe a, a mandolin. A mandolin is a perfect thing we could get. Oh, you I should ask. Mandolin. You should ask um, Grandpa Mike if he wants to donate the, the, that mandolin. Yeah. And maybe he'll donate it to the school. What? Why are fiddles and um, violins different? How? Um, it might be in their construction or in the way they're played. I'm not quite sure at this moment. <clears throat> but well, that's like what Google swore half the time, right? Yeah, well, Irish fiddle is definitely, um, it has a particular sound, but I don't know if that's the way you play it or if it's the shape or a combination of both. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, those would be the kind of things we could explore, like whatever you're into. And I would, would like to get like. That. Try to find locals like to four, talk to like four, like tiny, like um, miniature ponies, and like attach them to tiny, and we'll have like a chariot race. Chariot races sound incredibly important. I know, like well, with like t- t- tiny ponies, and I could probably, like, if, <clears> if I learn a bit, little, little bit more about horses, I, I, I think, I, I think we'd have to house only one, one animal there, but maybe bring in more for when we have race days. I don't know, maybe this sounds, this sounds crazy to people, but we have been working with horses for many years. James has been working with horses. He's been riding since he was four. And he, he was, for the past three years, he's been a horse trainer's apprentice. He's about turned nine. And he's worked with wild horses, abused horses, starved horses. And he has really done amazing things. And he's worked with a lot of different animals. And one of his funnest things to do is to ride small horses with uh, carts. And so cart driving is something he loves to do. And something he could teach. So yeah. we, we could we could have a horse um, and we could have a, a goat that's milking. And we could have a couple chickens. Well, and maybe an, an American guinea hog. All these things will come later once we start setting up our system. Yeah. The, the miniature pony part. I don't know much about cart riding because my uh, a horse trainer apprentice um a uh, pony um was uh died and and the cart I the, the the cart it just left there and she 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 gave me a cart but then we had to sell our horse because we we're not just an owner. Right, we would have to buy a horse, but that means we do have that. So we still have that. Um, Ra- that, that cart, and that's an that awesome cart. cart. Yes. It's like a really good Yeah, cart. I think we should build chariots, though. Yeah, let's build some. Because if we built chariots, 
and then had a chariot race. I mean, it's like soapbox derby times 10,000. Um, you just couldn't use swords or anything actually dangerous. You couldn't try to touch each other during the race. Maybe we could create lanes, wide lanes, so that no one touches each other. Um, <clears throat> well, maybe we could, um, for like a fun activity, we could maybe ride wagons. Because that's one of my hobbies. I ride I ride wagons all the time. They're so fun. And you climb trees all the time, and you rappel down your trees. Yes, with you, my rope. Yeah, we have to check the knots last time. Um, your knots came loose. But only after you swam across a lake with, with you attached to a raft. <laughs> it was held to the last minute, but, you know, checking knots is very important. I think knot tying classes would be an essential component if we were going to do anything like that again. And one thing, I probably climbed 20 feet about 10 times. I don't want to go up to 100 feet sometime. I just can't find a, find a tree. Ah. Well, in our region, trees are pretty short. And they're all pretty scraggling, covered with ants, so... I think we're moving to an area with taller trees. Yeah, with really tall trees. With low branches. So, the reason I'm, like, okay with you climbing all those trees is I know that statistically, the the more you kind of explore your... Um, and get your fill of climbing trees and being, like, along the edges of danger, um, the safer you'll be and the more you'll learn to trust your body and trust your um, limitations. And actually, accidents are lower in places like Sweden, or was it Norway or Denmark? I don't know. One of the one of those those countries where they allow kids in daycare to climb trees, play with knives, play with fire, all these sorts of things, and it makes it so they're safer, and they are more resilient, and totally no one gets hurt um, mm -hmm. because they inherently understand that it's dangerous. Yes. <laughs> It's like everyone understands fire is dangerous. Once they get it the first time, they're like, oh, that's really, really hot. I will be fascinated now. And then we all remain fascinated. And it's and it's this thing. Yeah, you know? and everybody's like, don't touch fire. It's <coughs> dangerous. And they just say that all the time, even if they're, like, passing, like, like when An I was, like... An older child, yeah, as if it wasn't dangerous. Yeah, but, like, but, you know, people make mistakes because they aren't introduced to it early and don't have enough exposure, so they don't know how it works. And so when they, it's true that they need to be careful because they are woefully ignorant. But, but I mean, that can all be remedied by play. I mean, like, that's the thing. It's like you fix all these things by giving them context, a problem, or um, an opportunity. And... And it just, you know, everything changes. Mm -hmm. So what kind of business would you want to set up? Because everyone's going to have to set up a small business at school. What would you want to set up? I don't know what I want to do. Well, you I'll have all the land. Out. You have all the land, that back area with all the other students to plan out and work with. That's all your area. That's not mine. The thing is, this school is your school. It's not my school. I'm a facilitator. Like, right, when you were learning drums? I could have never taught you to play like that. Only you could have taught you to play like that. 
So I'm going to be there for everybody. And it's going to be a small class so we all can be together. And, and, and then and Mama will be there. And so she'll be able to, like, you know, point things out that Daddy misses. Because Daddy does miss some kind of obvious things sometimes. But Daddy doesn't miss the small details and the overarching details. He misses most things that people see. And that's why <laughs> that's why we team teach. And that's why we don't teach in a bubble. And that's why there's families there. Um, because we're going to get such a rich point of view when we have grandparents. Well, I want to make my own garden. And experienced farms and experienced gardeners. And experienced moms and dads. We're just going to get so much more wisdom and dialogue. And the kids are going to get a richness out of that. So, and maybe I could teach him my technique of catching fishes with my bare hands. Yeah, I, I, you, I still haven't been able to learn that one. It's easy. All you gotta do is wait for three or four, two hours, and ice cold water, most likely. <laughs> okay. Um. So when you're numb, you mash the water, and they don't sense you. Well. Yeah, I, I don't know, but don't the know. mind had been that. It's pretty interesting. And you were I, very and lucky. I had a like a, like kind of like a bow, looked like a bow, or was it like a like a like a arch, like probably about two foot long. Mm-hmm. What I did is I was right standing up about to my chin. Mm-hmm. What I did, how we knows, how no, I didn't hold my nose because I had like a, a goggles while covering my nails. Remember we brought those? Okay. And what I did is I held the stick like this and went that way. What happened is when the fish, I waited till the fish, even if they touched my legs and all around me, I waited until one was right there, right in the middle between my legs. Okay. So I was aiming So then I pinned it down and dunked my head into the water. And while I dunked my head, I moved my hand along the stick on the right side and grabbed it. Oh, okay. So it was like a spear hand. It's like a staff fishing. Stick fishing. Something mm-hmm. new, I doubt you. So that's how you did it. Well, I was impressed when it happened. I couldn't believe it. I thought it was a dead fish, and then it flip-flopped right, out, right into my hands. I couldn't believe it. I know, and then it falled out in the water, and I got to get it again. <laughs> I already knocked it out, kind of. I guess so. Anyway, what do you want to do in the permaculture school? Do you want to grow, like, lots of potatoes, cool. carrots, or... Carrots! I like carrots. My favorite snacks, too. What color carrots do you want to grow? Um, well, what I want to grow, what um, I really want to grow is circus, circus carrots and like yellow and I purple. I want brown carrots. Brown carrots? Interesting. Maybe you could breed them. Because I don't know yeah. if there's brown carrots. Well, I'm going to try to make blue carrots. Ooh. Blue. So if I, like, you know green carrots? I'm going to try to make them green. So like you know yellow mm-hmm. and blue and green makes makes yellow. Maybe that will work with carrots. Yeah. Because we still this? like yellow. What if is we can, this? If we can maybe. Oliver, what like kind of vegetables it. do you want to grow? Do you want to grow broccoli or cauliflower? 
Wow. Spinach. I want to grow carrots, potatoes, turnips, beets, and that's fascinating. And I want to grow and brown carrots. I want to grow. You have to breed them. You have to make your own. They'll be yours. And I want to grow. Um. What else? Black purple carrots. Purple cauliflower. Black black carrots. Black carrots. Ebony black. Even. Very few fruits ever get Green carrots. They get them. Green carrots. Dark carrots. I love ebony black. That's corn. Green carrots. Green carrots. Very bad. Oh, I hope we get our coolie black corn this year. I know. Yeah, we got it from Baker Creek, and I, I, I planted a whole packet, and it got eaten. Planted another packet, and it seems to be growing really well. Oh, to get jet black corn like that would be so awesome. I know. It looks so beautiful. It looks and, unreal. And then we have the Peruvian corn, which is like bigger than a quarter each, each kernel. We're going to do lots of art at the school. Are you excited about that? Yes, 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 yes. James, what's your favorite kind of art? My favorite kind of art? I don't do art very much, but I want to try paper mache out. Yeah, we probably could create a sustainable paper mache too if we're smart. Well, it's recycling for sure. I, I, I just have to look into it. But we could probably make it sustainably is all. Yeah, I want to learn how to do paper mache. Because at, at Dad's old school at Menorette's, everybody did paper mache. And there was like this whole like huge paper mache whale. And all these paper mache things. And I really liked it. And I was kind of inspired and I wanted to do it. There's definitely lots of things that public schools have that are awesome, but those are activities and those are people, and it's not the institution that is good. <laughs> the, the, the things that are good that happen in public schools can happen outside of them. And the homeschoolers know that to be true, and they know that they get to share in the special moments, and they get to build their relationship that is going to last for the rest of their lives together, rather than having a school do it. I think the real issue is being able to do it with enough people, um, because it's really hard to just start up a farm on your own. How hard was it to start up a farm on Daddy's own? Hard. How much does, does Daddy work on? Well, not right now, because it's all set up and automated, right? But back, but like last year, how hard did Daddy work this past year? Hard. Every day. What parts of the day? In the middle of the day. Middle of the day, evening, night, all day, all evening, sometimes all night. And I was a teacher too, right? Mm-hmm. So did I do it in the morning? Yeah, a lot. So yeah, well, it was a sacrifice and it was well worth it, totally well worth it. But I do feel like it cheated me of time that I should have had with you, Oliver. Please put the back. So... This school's opportunity for homeschoolers to band together so that it's not as hard, it's cheaper, it involves the kids, it involves the whole family, it's educational, and it saves money 
they built a legacy over time. Yeah. So, do you want what? What do you want to be when you're um, an old man? What do you want to What do you want to have happening in your life? What do you want? What cycles do you want to be part of? I don't know. I don't know. I haven't thought of that. <laughs> what do you want to do right now? With permaculture. Well, permaculture. First thing I would like to do with permaculture, if there was some permaculture way, well, if I want to do some something outside with permaculture and gardening, first I would have to turn a hundred degrees down from the sun because it is hot. Uh. Then I would make the most awesome swale all by myself. What would you do with that swale? I would probably plant potatoes, turnips, um, uh, um, Peruvian corn and the jet black corn and calypso beans, painted cranberry, and then the, what was that purple? Painted pony and speckled cranberry. Speckled cranberry. And then what was that one? The, The purple and black one? Oh, Scarlet Runner. Yeah, and then the Scarlet Runner beans. And then I'll throw in some purple potatoes and red potatoes. And I'll throw in some purple carrots, red carrots, all kinds of colors of carrots. And then I'll have... What kind of animals do you want on your farm? I really, really, really want... Horses, pigs, ducks, goats, and sheep. And maybe some chickens. Why do you like ducks better than chickens? Well, one thing, they get bigger eggs. It's like a whole omelet. Yeah. It's like two chicken eggs and one egg. It's true. And the duck meat is way better than chicken. Oh, it's so yummy. Duck meat's better than chicken. So we're going to be starting our open house July 23rd, 6 p.m. It's a Thursday night. It's a basketball at the Permaculture Skills Center. We're going to be having our second open house August 8th, Saturday morning, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. And we're going to be giving a presentation answering questions, hosting a discussion, and mingling, getting to know one another. Thank you so much, Jane, for coming on. That was great. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you later. Good night from Perverculture Tonight.